This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Let's start the show. Hey, everybody. This is Sam Rager, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. All right, Sam. Thanks uh, for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I am excited to nerd out. Yeah. So so the very first question I ask, um, it's again, it's I, I keep reminding people because there might be new listeners, but it's my new, the new thing this year is uh, what have you been nerding out about lately? Um, is there, it could be anything, movies, television, things you're doing. Um, what's what's something you're really into right now? I am super into skincare products. I oh. could spend all day uh, researching what works best and then making all of these fake shopping carts full of what I want to buy. I, I have already have a cupboard full of stuff that I'm using, but I just want to keep on buying more. <laughs> what What got you into that? Uh, fear of aging, I think, uh, <laughs> uh, I used to work for a, one of my clients at a communications PR company I used for was, uh, a plastic surgeon or, a, they made plastic surgery devices. And okay. I had to read articles from like Cosmo, uh, all the time talking about wrinkles and that was in my early twenties. So I've always been like pretty on it in terms of just basic sunscreen. But once I hit my late twenties, early thirties, I was thinking, oh, I need to, I need to really get into this unless I want to drop a lot of money on plastic surgery. Um, like in my fifties or sixties, yeah. uh, because I'm vain, I'm very vain and narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do you think, so it sounds like you were forced to do this and you're like, wait a minute. I'm, am I learning these secrets that I should be uh, just like hounding to myself now? And I'm going to be the holder of all these special things. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly it. Uh, yeah. And then when I have friends who are like, Oh, I have this kind of skin thing or I want to prevent this. I have this little well of knowledge that I'm like, Oh, have you tried, have you tried using vitamin C oil to help protect against the blue light from your screen? Uh <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, wait, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do you ever get, uh, cause this happens to me with my profession. I, I, I know a lot about plants and trees and stuff. I went to school for that. So sometimes when people ask me a simple question, I go way too more, way too much than what they ask for. Does that happen if they ask you a simple question like, hey, how do I get rid of this pimple? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Because I go way into detail. And then I'm like, oh, do you want regular beauty products? Or do you want clean beauty products that are only in plastic and metal? Not plastic, but um, glass and metal containers. Okay. Yeah. Because that. Mm -hmm. Let's avoid those toxins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's uh, that's I wouldn't have expected that. Um, not that your skin looks horrible; it looks wonderful. It's just uh, something you don't uh, 
think about, I guess, is, well, me, I'm a man. I don't really think about, I just got to shave and that's about it. So it's so you don't use SPF. Um, no, I'm Mexican, so I don't really wear it ever. So <laughs> you could still get skin cancer. That, this is true. You're, you're very, you're very right. But, um, because I, I work outside, I don't like wearing sunscreen. So I wear long sleeves and pants all the time. So I do protect mm, myself. Just that's responsible. Yeah. Just not by wearing it. I, I only got burned <laughs> one time, uh, in my entire life. I was at a high school, my high school track meet. I was wearing my track Jersey. So a little tank top. And, um, I come home, I was, I was outside for, I don't know, 10 hours and I come home and I get out of the shower and my shoulders hurt a little bit. My dad, and I asked my dad, dad, is something wrong with my shoulders? He goes, yeah, it looks like you got sunburn. I'm like, oh, that's what that is. I was 18 years old before I figured out what a sunburn was. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That is so beautiful. And you are, you are being responsible because, um, sunscreens and sunscreens, not only do you have to make sure they're like reef safe, um, cause there's that kind that the, the non-mineral sunscreens, which kills the, the reefs in the ocean, but uh-huh. there's also, uh, the U S doesn't have as strict of, of FDA, uh, things like FDA rules, uh, as Europe does. And so, uh, over like half of sunscreens that this, this one company tested and they're like super popular, very common sunscreens, even mineral based ones contain an ingredient that causes blood cancer. Oh my. Uh, yeah. And so it's like, "Mm, do I take skin cancer or blood cancer? (laughs) It's like, those are your options. (laughs) What a horrible horrible options what a horrible game of would you rather <laughs> oh. so um when you're not uh worried about skin skin care and all that stuff you are you're are you still doing stand-up comedy yeah i still awesome. do it i still okay. do mm-hmm. that's how that's how we met mm-hmm. you know through through doing stand-up um and uh one of my favorite nights ever. And every once in a while, I'll still, uh, I think probably when you share it, but I'll go back. I'm like, oh yeah, that was at that album recording. I'll listen to that album recording. Hey, that makes me, that makes me so happy. Um, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to write so much after this album comes out and I've nothing I've written. I've been happy with. I'm like, oh, this is okay. This is adequate. Uh, <laughs> is that, is that, you know, cause I've, you know, I, I didn't get that far. Is that something normal? Like, do people feel like it's never good enough? Yeah, I, I know a, a lot of folks too, who I think are, are better than, than I am, who never, they never put out anything mm-hmm. like even like that first album, because they, um, they just don't, they're, they don't believe in themselves. Uh, enough and i'm like why uh yeah that's wild well well you can tell someone you know so so tell you blue in the face like you're awesome you're great but if they don't feel that themselves it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. it's wild yeah yeah so so you're still uh bouncing around doing stand-up comedy which is it's great to hear you know um and are you are you for a while you were running a show are you still doing that too or no no, even though it's an open mic, uh, it, it became so anxiety inducing for oh, me. No. Because, uh, and I, I don't know if like, if you felt that way going to some, some mics, um, 
but when when you see like a newer comic come in and you're like what are are they gonna say like Mm -hmm. it's because with those brand new the brand new classes that come in basically it's it's half of the time it's like edgelord cringy uh are we gonna get kicked out this time um material and and so i handed i handed the reins uh off to to some other comics who Mm. kept the show alive which i'm happy about because the the coffee house that it was at um is very into comedy and will support the comics over a lot of the patrons or patrons most of the time so oh wow okay that's 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 nice yeah yeah it's rare it is so rare a lot so many (laughs) well i don't know how many comedy shows start with uh so probably probably a lot of you don't realize there's a comedy show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, oh. it be it's, it's like a guerrilla comedy, just like hiding <laughs> out, like waiting to surprise these people, just wanting to have dinner. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what um, do you miss most about about surprise comedy? <laughs> so, oh my gosh, I think. Um, I would love when I would go to new places because for that reason, like, um, how are these people going to be, how are the, they going to be, are they going to be receptive to what we're doing here right now? And, um, if they're not, then trying to make them or trying to win them over, I should say to like, yeah, I, maybe I'll come out next time when they're having another comedy show. It's, uh, it's the jam. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard to, to, know what you're going gonna gonna get into and i guess that's part of comment too like a are my jokes gonna be good enough um but b is this audience gonna care and i've i learned pretty quick like uh, open mics uh, i don't really care if the audience cares as much because (laughs) i'm uh i just want to get these jokes out so i i can hear them and uh, and go from there yeah i I I have an ego thing with open mics too because there's like always there's newer comics and they are are trying really hard because they this is it for like they don't have like other shows besides open mics that they do mm-hmm. and so they will they will put it all out on the line and then I go and um, there's like there's normally at least like a small handful of um, newer comics that are like cross armed like looking. <laughs> uh, annoyed like why does this person get booked on things Mm -hmm. and my ego is like it's because i don't do my a game at open mics this is new material let me be vulnerable Uh (laughs) yeah and they don't it it does take a while to learn like oh yeah uh this is what open mics are for but you're right they're trying to hit home runs because this is it Uh, yeah. that, that, you know, a lot of times too, when I, when I did the, the, the show at the black cloister for a little bit in Toledo with my brother-in-law, um, I liked it cause it was more like a showcase. So I got to pick and choose kind of who was going to be there, which, um, limited that factor is what's this person going to say? Um, I still didn't care like what the comic did, but I knew that person. So it made it a little bit, um, not as scary to, to see them go up there. Yeah, I, that was a fun show, mm-hmm. and I I liked being able to see you perform like longer sets there too. Yes, yeah, because you don't get that a lot. Um, it's a hey, we have three minutes, five minutes, or seven minutes, 
uh, and you, you learn to, that's how it's going to be. And, and it helps you, yeah. uh, especially for me, it hel- I was more of a storyteller. So I had to, I had to get all the funny parts out of the story in three or five minutes. So it made it, it made me work a little bit more. Yeah. You're so good. You're so funny. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you. Nice. Thanks. It, it's, it's, I wish I could do it more, but it's just low, real low on the list of, of things I do now. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's always going to be there. I think for me, if I want to do it, I mean, Toledo has exploded after, you know, uh, I don't say after COVID, but, but since stuff, <laughs> <laughs> stuff opened back up a little bit, there's, I think there's four or five open mics here now. So it's something I could do if I want yeah. to. Um, and once my kids kind of get older, it's, I mean, we're always running around doing stuff this summer. I'm coaching high school football. I'm assistant coach on my son's travel baseball team. And I'm the head coach of my daughter's uh, seven, seven and eight year old softball team. So there's a lot going on. What? Yeah. Yeah. That is bananas. Yeah. That is ridiculously busy. On, on, oh to- on top of, you know, work, my wife works and I work. And so it's, I'm just, you know, uh, we're the only, uh, uh, siblings around here that have kids. So I can't imagine like, like my sister lives in Louisville. So if she was here, like having to go to all that stuff too. So it's, I can't imagine how <laughs> people get all this stuff. So sometimes cousins, you know, if the cousins were here, they'd have to be left out, you know? <laughs> do you, do you ever get like super invested into, um, like high school or elementary school sports? Like, do you, are there teams that you hate or like are there teams that you despise uh, <laughs> uh so and and definitely in high school because i coach a, a varsity football team now so so we definitely have our rivals we definitely have the teams we don't like um and a lot of that comes it's not so much like hey we hate them but it's hey let's <laughs> let's beat them you know for us there's there's a there's a school our our rival is mommy high school and they're actually leaving our league so we won't be playing them anymore this is our last year and we play for like this we play for this big bell every year um and they've they we've kind of lost out like yeah they're kind of our rivals but they haven't been good in a long time i think we beat them like nine out of ten years the past ten years <laughs> so 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 but we have a new rival and we're gonna they're gonna take their place and everything but there is um in high school there there is those those rivalries and, and it mostly comes from from seeing the kids that i coach it's like oh yeah uh they really want to beat them so it makes me want to you know jump on that on that train too <laughs> But you know, awesome. but, yeah. But as far as my, as my little kid, the you know the little kid stuff is now nah, just just go out there, have fun. <laughs> Let's see what happens, and we can <laughs> we can talk smack about a seven year old when we get home. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not keeping track of the first string players. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, not so much. <laughs> uh, so so you uh you supplement your I'm assuming you supplement your your comedy income with uh a quote unquote normal job. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a, if it's super exciting for you or if it's just something you're a little bit into right now, um, but what is it? I'm, I'm curious because I always like to know what comics do, you know, for their, for their job. Uh, yeah. So I, um, I do product training on software that connects to, uh, learning management systems like, uh, like schools use, I'm, I'm not sure what your kids use, whether they use Blackboard or Moodle or Canvas. Um, uh, no, but we, none of those sound familiar, but I'm not as invested in my children's <laughs> school as their athletics. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we take that data and we make it into um, 
out of the box reports. So if people aren't that handy with Excel, they don't have to worry about making any of that. Oh, okay. Just, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I train and onboard uh, schools and companies to use these products. And I love it. I did not expect that it would be something that I would enjoy doing because I'm not the most tech savvy person, but mm. it's inspired me to go out and uh, dig my claws into a lot of um, like certification training and oh, nice. yeah, getting, getting more into like the, the tech world. Yeah. That's uh that's something I've always avoided because all my jobs have been outside. So it's hard to, um, anytime I want to, I want to like even Excel, like it's hard for me to make spreadsheets and stuff, or even I know how to input things, but, um, how to use formulas and how to use all that stuff. I had something I had to, I got, I'm a supervisor now, so it's something I have to work on, but it's never been like, I don't want to sit at a desk or I don't want to, you know, look at this computer all day. Um, but it's something you, like you said, you were surprised that you, that you got into it as much as you did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love, um, I love the company I work for. It's been a long time uh, since I've worked for a place that I have truly enjoyed. I, I started having doubts. I'm like, is this, do people actually have healthy workplaces? Um, is this, <laughs> maybe it's a me problem that like I've had so many bad experiences. Oh no. But then, I, yeah, but then I found this place. I'm like, oh no, it was, it was in other places problem. Nice. Well, that, you know, that had to make you feel good too. <laughs> yes i'm like okay i'm like i'm not i'm not losing it okay yeah. i feel i feel a lot uh, mentally stronger uh, <laughs> how long have you worked for them uh a, a bit over a year now oh okay so it's a new a newer thing mm -hmm. how, how i know with well obviously with stand-up comedy you gotta you gotta be in front of people and talking to people is that is it different when you're like training training people to use this stuff or is it kind of the same muscles as far as like I can do this I, I can talk in front of people and know what I'm doing I I'm great at striking up conversation with them like in between training <laughs> if I am if I'm waiting to hear back from somebody who's more tech savvy than I am mm -hmm. uh internally uh, I'm excellent at killing time uh but <laughs> uh <laughs> I I think I still have confidence issues in terms of uh, teaching folks how to use the text. So I end statements in a bit of a question mark. Like, here's this report. It can do <laughs> this. <laughs> wow. Okay. So uh, and they're probably thinking like, wait, I, are you sure? Like, <laughs> Yes. Uh, so they so many times were like, can we have somebody else on this call too, just to double check? Um, <laughs> is, is your uh, is your trainer around still? Or yeah. do, do you think that's that's uh, it's because you're not confident that you know the information? Uh, yeah, I think that too. I think okay. second guessing myself, and and so I'm. I, that's what I'm. I'm also working on therapy right now is not being afraid to assert myself and speaking with confidence. Yeah, that's such a hard. It's such a hard thing to learn, um, or even do, because when how how often especially when you're 18 19 20 years old how often are you put in that situation where you're forced to do that kind of stuff 
yeah oh my gosh so so little Mm -hmm. but then like I've worked with a ton of other people who are confidently wrong about things (laughs) (laughs) you're like how do you get that way yeah (laughs) and then like I've had clients be like yeah like this person knows what they're talking about I was like you can try it but it's not gonna work (laughs) but oh I can't I can't imagine (laughs) <laughs> no and, and it's it's something i struggled with for a long time and and uh i said it several times on this podcast but i never thought i would get to the point where i could do this and just talk to people and have conversations with people um but it's it's easy now and it's it's just, it's through a lot of work it's through repetition all all this time doing this or talking to parents and coaching even talking to kids talking to seven-year-old on how to throw a baseball like all that helps you know, uh, get you, get you practice or get you motivated or, or makes you feel better about doing, doing other things in front of adults that matter as opposed to a seven-year-old. Talking to kids terrifies me. Yes, I am so <laughs> awkward with them. <laughs> I am, I'm nervous that any conversation is going to turn into like a therapy session for them down the road. Like yeah. they remember like, oh, there's, this old woman was mean to me one time when I was eight. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am just so, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous about messing them up accidentally or like not, I'm, I think I'm being nice, but I'm like, well, what if in their little eight-year-old eyes, I'm not being nice. Well, you know, I went to, uh, Mike Czar had a, had an album release, uh, or he recorded an album and I went to that. He had a, a great joke. It was, uh, he's like parenting is like diffusing a bomb you don't know if you cut the right wire until 18 years later (laughs) i was like oh what a good what a that was such a great joke uh i messaged him i was like as a parent that's a great joke as a comic uh, i'm jealous that i didn't think of that joke Oh, yes. He's such a good, he's such a, a phenomenal joke writer. Uh, mm-hmm. He is like one of the, one of very few um, period jokes from like a men's, like, uh, it's oh, hard. Yes. Yeah. yes, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, he did that one too. That's, that was such a, that was such a good joke. And I'm so glad like some of these jokes he said, because they, I've known Mike for a long time. I'm like, oh man, I'm glad that joke was from years ago, but I'm glad he likes it enough to put it in this album yes mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Same. i'm excited for it to come out eventually. yeah yes. yeah it, it's uh it, it's a weird thing to hear people you know like oh they're on spotify or they have this album or and then i think to myself like well i'm i'm on there too but <laughs> but i see it differently because i'm just i'm just me and they're them i don't know it's it's a weird thing yeah it's I, yeah, I think it's like easy for us to be like our own worst critic or downplay Always. our own accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it, do you think it, it has it always been easy to speak to people in person and for you or did it did it take a while for that to be like a natural skill? No, it, de- it definitely took a while. Um, I I was super shy. I'm really shy in high school. I had my my friends that I you know, everyone has their group of friends that they can open up and just be themselves. You know, I had that. Um, but as far as like having to speak to strangers or having to speak to, you know, a boss or something, it was, you know, I could, I could make do 
Um, but then after a while, it was, it was, like I said, I, I started, yeah, I started coaching when I was, I think I was 20. I coached, I helped coach my sister's softball team when she was 13. So, so that helped me, uh, get going. And, uh, and then I, I took a speech class when I went to Owens community college and which was already nerve wracking. Uh, but it was more nerve wracking when the first day showed up and my mom was also in that class. Uh, <laughs> so that uh, sounds amazing. Yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I I I love my mom, and you know it 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 worked out fine. It, it, but it but it was like, oh my gosh, now I gotta like write these speeches, and my mom's here too. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you think that you would have like? Uh, do you think that you would have uh, like slacked off in the class if she wasn't there, or do you think you would have been able to talk about other topics than what you talked about um, if uh, she wasn't there? I, I don't know. Probably, probably slacked off. I wasn't a very good college student, right? Right <laughs> out of high school. So she probably just by her being there made me a better student in that class. Um, but our speeches were like, were kind of right about this. It wasn't like, here, make your own thing up or whatever. So I, we were kind of forced to, we had a topic, you know, so, so as far as the writing material, it probably wasn't, it wasn't going to change or anything. Did you both get competitive? competitive about grades and stuff um i don't i don't remember i don't think so my mom's a, <laughs> my mom's always been a very good student uh she she got really good grades she had to work really hard when she was in high school but she always got really good grades so i'm sure she got a better grade than i did i, I should ask i should talk to her about her experience i never even asked her about what it felt like having her son in, in a class <laughs> yeah how would you feel taking a class with one of your kids i don't i don't know <laughs> they'd be so different 10 years from now so it's it's hard to think about like right now I could do it because they're little and I know exactly what they're going to do but as they get older you have no idea what they're going to do or say you know <laughs> they're still predictable so <laughs> um one thing I like to talk I would like to talk about and, and you don't have to if you don't want to you're pretty open though is uh you mentioned you're you're in therapy um I'm in therapy. I, I go very sporadically. It's, it's almost like whenever I feel like it or, or want to talk to somebody else, I'll, I'll uh, email my therapist and, and go talk to her. Um, but I really like doing it. It's a lot of, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, uh, which some people may, may not feel like it's fun, but, but I like doing it because it's somebody else, um, that can give me perspective on whatever's happening. Uh, especially especially her because she's really good at just being blunt and just saying oh you should do this or that's a good idea or not a good idea um how, how long have you have you been in therapy for um I used to go super super sporadically so I started um my first time going to therapy was when I was um it was when I was 18 and okay. it was like right after my mom passed away mm. Um, and then I, I went for the rest of that semester. I, I, it was through the college. I was, saw their tippy top person there because they were afraid that I was like a, uh, risk, like an at risk okay. student. And then yeah. I saw one after breakup in college, but then I, it took until I was in my late twenties and had like a mental breakdown at work. Um, before I saw, I started seeing one regularly. Um, and then I, it became almost like dating, uh, where I had to, to try to find one that fit because I, yeah. I found one, I found a great one. And then 
uh, she stopped practicing for a bit. And then I started going, cycling through all these therapists to try to find one like her. And they, for my therapy style, I prefer like the cognitive behavioral therapy where they, they give you like assignments to do or give you um, uh, kind of tasks for you to accomplish between sessions. And I love that. It makes me feel very proactive, like I am moving forward or uh, taking steps to to better myself. Whereas like the other therapists I was seeing just were, were quiet and just were talk to us. We are not going to give any feedback. We're just here to listen. And I'm like, I don't like that. I want interaction. Um, especially when it, when it is, when it, um, with zoom, with zoom sessions, when they, uh, were just like silent and just staring and we're just like, are you frozen? Yeah, it's it's yeah. uh it, it was cool um to you know I, I when I first went to my therapist um I found her from a recommendation from a friend at work and uh and I was having difficulties because I did not want to go to my parents' house for holidays because my brother was going to be there and at the time um he since passed away but at the time you know he was he's really into drugs and I was like dad I just don't know what's going to happen and I don't want to have my you know, the kids there, uh, I'm just afraid, you know, and I ha- I went before I even talked to my parents, I went to a therapist to ask her, like, like, what should I do here? How do I navigate this? You know, she's pretty good at but not giving me like do this, but giving me choices or giving me ways to talk to my parents or my brother at the time. And, and it really helped, you know, it's it didn't help. My, my parents were pretty mad about it. Um, but after some other things happened, they understood why you know, why I didn't want to go over there. Um, but it was, I don't know if I would have been able to talk to my parents about that kind of stuff. If it wasn't for her. Yeah. They like good therapists are fantastic in, in being the catalyst or facilitating that those kinds of, of heavy conversations. Mm-hmm. Not all, not the client therapists, but the good ones. Uh <laughs> my (laughs) go ahead my my yeah the that my old therapist started practicing again and um I was like yes uh I get to see you again um and and we get to have these awesome conversations but there's some some heavy things or, or some some prior experiences especially with family members that it's like you don't realize how much of an effect it has on you and being able to like parse out those feelings or being able to look at events in uh from the lens of where you are now versus how where you were when when those events took place yeah and they're um i mean i guess that's their job to make you go through that stuff even if you don't want to um and it might take it might take several times before you you finally all right let's talk about this or or not you know i'm pretty like I have an hour. Uh, here's everything I'm going to talk about. And I, sometimes I'll just talk and talk and talk. And, and she doesn't really because not because she's silent, but because there's no, there's no space for her to, to talk, but it, it makes me feel better. And, and I've told her that too. Sometimes where uh, I might just talk the whole time. And just because I feel better when I just get everything out, because it's, you know, you can't, um, being someone impartial makes it, makes it easier just to throw all this stuff out there. Also knowing like 
she's not going to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm sometimes like tempted, you know, those forms that ask, like, is there anyone that you would want to share your, mm. your medical, like your, your reforms with, but, like put a name, put a name with somebody who like, uh, I put my partner's name on it, but like, if I didn't like someone and I wanted them to eventually know, uh, like if there was that, like that, even the slightest bit of them to like, read these like notes, I'm like, I want, I want so-and-so to, to read that. <laughs> They're never going to know to ask for my, uh, therapy notes, but if they did, uh, <laughs> you, you'd would, be ready or they'd be ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, have you, does your partner like race? Because I've noticed, you know, you mentioned your partner. As a, it was a quick, uh, a quick turn there. But uh, I, you mentioned your partner <laughs> made me think about like him, that I saw pictures of you and him, like, and he was racing or something. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does rally racing, which oh, okay. um, a lot of people like confuse it with like rally cross, which is kind of done in, in uh, parking lots. And it's, that is cool in itself because of mm-hmm. all the quick turns and being able to use like your own vehicle doing that but he does um it through woods which is very oh, exciting wow. nerve-wracking for me because i get terrified of him like hitting a tree or anything like that um and then it's uh it's not great for spectators and if you are there to support one person if you're just there to watch cars it's fun because you just get to zo- see them zoom by a, a corner real fast yeah but for me, like I'm standing in like either pouring rain or freezing cold conditions to like see him for 30 seconds as he d- goes around a corner. <laughs> I'm I'm so envious of oval track racers where they could just sit- <laughs> just sit in one spot, see him multiple times. Well, I was just gonna ask you, how do you how do but, you watch uh, him? You just you but you said you just stand in one spot and there he is. And that's it yeah for like and and they give you like spots for different stages so you like get there you have to walk a lot because it's like in the middle of nowhere they give you gps coordinates of where the spectator spot is i'm like this is a challenge in itself like i feel like i'm on the amazing race Uh, (laughs) and you you try to hurry you can see you can hear the engines going real fast and like hope that that he hasn't passed yet and i'm i'm hustling (laughs) and i see him go by and then i have like maybe half an hour to get to the next spectator point oh wow um yeah and like try to drive to where that is um and like not get in anyone's anyone's way does he ever stop you at the or come to you at the end of the race like hey i didn't see you at checkpoint four what happened (laughs) no thankfully (laughs) thankfully he's like too focused on the road yeah Uh, <laughs> that that how you watch his race reminded me of how my dad used to watch my cross country races when I was in elementary school. He <laughs> the parents parents weren't allowed to run with their kids, but he would run. He would see me, cheer me on, and then run to another spot, see me again, cheer me on. He said he did that because every time I saw him, I ran faster. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is adorable. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Uh, I had, I've always been a big kid. I had no business running cross country. So I don't know what my, why my parents signed me up for it, but apparently uh, I ran faster at some points because I saw, I saw my father. <laughs> Character building. They were. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ha- have you ever been in the car with him? 
No, he wants me. He wants me to co-drive, which like would be reading him the directions off of a notebook. Oh, so, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, I I don't know if I could do it because like if he's going 90 miles an hour through like mountains because some of the races that he does are in the mountains, um, I would be freaking out. Yeah. I would be pressing an imaginary brake <laughs> pedal. <laughs> Every five seconds, look out. <laughs> and i have like i have tried like reading uh reading the directions and i can't understand them that well like l5 or right three six like i don't know uh oh. i yeah it's oh, like so really... it's not one of those like uh turn left at the big oak tree time of deals <laughs> i would turn it into that there's no <laughs> way that i could learn their kind of direction <laughs> I it's a really popular sport in Europe like it's like their version of NASCAR okay um so like it's a world rally cup uh, or world rally championship the acronym is WRC though that's like that's all I know and so he'll watch he'll watch those races has it taken him or and and or you to other places around the country or around the world um he's he's performed or i say perform yeah. <laughs> so i used <Yeah>. to stand up <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you're gonna go and you're gonna get in your car you're gonna do your little bits in your car uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> you do your little turns oh okay Have fun. <laughs> hey what about this i got a turn for you <laughs> it's taken him it's taken him um a lot of places this side of the mississippi uh this coming year he wants to hit up minnesota um for before the pandemic he was planning on um doing a race um in it was either barbados or bermuda like one of those um but he has to like find a way a cost uh, effective way to get his car there like he would have to to share a shipping container with like another rally driver Mm. um yeah it's just the the races themselves these rally races themselves to even enter it costs like about a thousand dollars yeah i was like i mm, the the ceiling the uh ceiling of accessibility for stand-up is so much cheaper (laughs) 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 uh I mean, I mean, you could hop in that shipping container and then go do a show. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so much easier. Yeah. I can't. Is uh, um, I mean, you're kind of biased. Is he good at racing? Yeah, he's gotten uh, so they do it. They separate it based on class. So he he's in a two wheel drive, uh, two wheel rear drive um, class, and so. Okay he has gotten first place in his class. That, oh, nice. That yeah, like consistently. Um, so that his uh, his friends have suggested to him that maybe he get like a, a different car that's in a faster class. Mm-hmm. So that it's like more of a challenge for him. But I <laughs> am paranoid and I am very happy that he's in this class that he is in. <laughs> stay, stay in that slow like, car. Yeah. <laughs> slower car i guess yeah yeah oh, like wow. slow slow down their hot wheels we uh <laughs> you get to make sure rain that in 
man. Uh. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's, that's exciting. Uh, I could not do that. And I could definitely could not give directions. Um, I think it's, have, have you, um, I know you said you just read them. Have you just got in the car and went in the parking lot with him and, and tried to try to navigate that way? <laughs> no, no, I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. I have gotten in the car with him because it's, 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 since it's in a roll cage, it has the um, five point seatbelt. Mm, yeah. And uh, my hips are not, not built that well for that. I mean, I make it work, but it is, it is not, it is tugging up on some places that are not comfortable. Uh, I'm like, I don't know how your co-driver does this. <laughs> well, well, that's, that's cool. That's exciting. You, you both have uh, uh, an outlet, you know, that's, that's something I, I, uh, just an extra thing besides your job. That's why that nerd out question, I didn't, I didn't specify, but I always make it like, it's, it's not supposed to be your job. Uh, something other than that, because your job is your job. You go to that, you know, 40 hours a week, um, give or take, uh, what's something you can not worry, not have to worry about that. And it's cool to have that, um, comedy and then have racing. And, um, is that, is that, uh, does he have a, a normal job also? Mm -hmm. Yep. He, okay. uh, uh, designs, uh, ABS systems for cars. Oh, wow. Okay. Gosh, the, yeah. the, the, the jobs you guys have are so like, has nothing to do with, with the other thing you do. <laughs> he, this weirdly, uh, his, his doing like rally car driving helped him get these cars. Um, so, uh, he, or helped him get the job at the, the company he's with because they're well, like, okay. oh, we want, we want someone who who's not afraid to get in a car and test it and see if the analog brake system is working at all. Um, <laughs> Let's see if you can stop. Wow. <laughs> and and so like uh he he goes uh he's out of town like most most of the winter testing um like vehicles on ice uh icy tracks uh because it's like the best testing conditions to yeah. see if that'll go. <laughs> that's so so even in his regular job it's kind of dangerous. Yeah, I like panic. I'm like, well, at least with the racing, there's the roll cage. But this is just an average sedan that you're out there with. You just in a Ford Focus, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. So, do you have uh, your comedy plans? I'm assuming once you are once you are satisfied with your new material that you're putting out, is there is there plans to be like, hey, let's let's put out more albums? I'm assuming. Yes, uh, my goal, uh, my goal is to ha record another album by late 2023. Okay. So late next year is record another album. How many, how many minutes of that album do you think you have right now? Uh, like 15. So yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna be a stretch. It's sure. gonna be to write another, uh, <laughs> another 45 minutes, um, of, a 30 to 45 minutes it's gonna be hard but i'm hoping like giving myself that deadline mm -hmm. will help push me to write more or cause me to have a, a breakdown but uh and feel <laughs> inadequate <laughs> one of those what are the other? <laughs> how often how often are you writing um you know when it hits me when yeah, yeah. no that's that's what me too me too yeah uh i 
set a goal to do like 30 minutes a day but and then I bought myself this little calendar and every time you see like writing on it it's like I've had like a new idea so as you can see it hasn't been a daily it's been uh hey as long as stuff gets written every once in a while Mm -hmm. yeah you're 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 working towards it that's all right you know I I have (laughs) on February 18th I have to give uh an hour talk um, uh, and I have started an outline. I think I have, uh, half a page of, of outline stuff. So, uh, but okay. it's about me. So it's not, it shouldn't be that difficult, but, yeah. but it's, uh, it's, uh, writing is hard. Um, it's hard for me when I, when you just to just sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to write this or I'm going to write, you know, X, Y, and Z. I usually start with like, uh, especially for speeches, I had to give a speech, uh, my football banquet for speeches, I have like three ideas and I'm constantly bouncing around to each one. And then eventually one just takes over and I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess this is the one. (laughs) That's good though. It's like being authentic to yourself. You're like, I'm, I'm going to put the feelers out there. And then, um, it's like an emotional Ouija board, like (laughs) moving with a little pointer. But it's, it's, I, I enjoy talking in front of people and, and, uh, giving them pep talks. I love pregame speeches. Um, I like doing that kind of stuff. And I, I just, I think people giving people information or more, more info than they asked for, you know, it's, I like doing all that stuff. It's especially when I know they're paying attention to me, then it, at least information is getting there. And I, I'm, I'm pretty good at knowing like, uh, Hey, I got to talk to these eight-year-olds. They get 15 seconds. I get 15 seconds and then they're out of here. Um, or I can talk to these adults for an hour and I know they're adults. So at least they'll, they're going to pretend to look at me, you know? Yeah, that's exciting. Are you, do you get nervous talking about yourself or do you enjoy talking about yourself? I do enjoy talking about myself and that's, I have another podcast with uh, my job i work for the toledo metro parks and i have a podcast there and we always ask other employees to come on and, and people like i don't know what i'm to say I, I don't want to talk about myself i always tell people everybody loves to talk about themselves they just don't know it yet or they don't know how much you know how much they actually love it but it, it, it makes it easy like i said it makes it easy when, it, when it's just the... go ahead is the speech for, is it for, or sorry, is this speech for work or is it for um, like a, a banquet or is it for uh, so, so it's like for, a performance, like a moth? No, oh, that I did. And I loved, I love the moth. Um, I want to do that more, but uh, this is for uh, the school system. The city we live in is Perrysburg. Their school system is having a diverse learners day. Um, so it's the teachers and staff and faculty from the schools um, come to the high school and listen to people talk. Um, so I don't know what the other, who, who other people are going to, what they're presenting or talking about. Um, but they liked the, they liked my, uh, premise of being a kid growing up in Perrysburg, which is predominantly white. And then now coaching here and raising my kids in the city, in the same city. And they, they like that aspect of, of, uh, those two things. So I'm a, I can't fill an hour of just that. So I'm also going to talk about like my parents and, and they, how they grew up and they were migrant workers and, 
you know, how they affected us or what they told us when we were younger and all that stuff starting, starting then and then going up to where I'm at now. But I think it'll be, it's cool because most of the people know who I am that are going to be there. Um, they, they see my name, they might sign up for the one I'm doing. So it will be cool to, to share different information that they might not know about me. Yeah. So did you just, ha- uh, did you have two siblings, your, your brother and your sister? Did you have more siblings? I have, a, I had an older brother and then I have two younger sisters younger sisters yeah yeah and then one uh one of your younger sisters lives in louisville and then mm-hmm. is my, the other one my, my other sister lives here in town too she lives with she still lives with my parents um and uh, they have a house here in town yeah yeah i think yeah so i think i met i think i met that sister at the at the show we did together mm-hmm. uh yeah I, yeah i can't remember <laughs> i have such a bad memory <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if it was, yeah, if it was here, it was probably her. I probably dragged yeah, her out to Yeah, she to was, show. she was delightful. Uh, well, good, I remember yeah. That. I yeah. remember, <laughs> yeah, because I get, I get super shy when I go to shows. And so I like clam up and I just sit alone at a table. Um, and then she like, she came up and she was super welcoming and like engaging. Mm. So yeah, I appreciated she, that. Well, yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah, it's nice having, you know, family here, especially with having two young kids, you know, and actually she, she's, she's our, my baby sister. She's going to help coach my daughter's team with softball team with me because she played softball. So that is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it'd be good. It'd be good for, for her too to, to be out and doing some other stuff. It's just besides just working, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wild how that, how day jobs can become so consuming, uh, and, and that's also why it's important to have that, that other outlet that you can, like, you can kind of lose yourself in and mm-hmm. get away. How, is your, are you able to be like, all right, I'm, this is my nine to five. And after that, I don't have to worry about emails and that kind of stuff. Does, are they pretty good about that? Yeah. That's, that's also what separates this job from other jobs I've had in the past is there was, there has pro- previously been no work-life balance with mm, yeah. all of the other jobs I've had. And this one is fantastic about putting like hobbies or family first. Yeah, that's 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 the worst is when you're you think you're done with work and then you're getting phone calls or emails. And then when when do you because you're not a boss, when do you say like, hey, can you knock it off knock it off? <laughs> right? Oh yeah. my like I just I want to leave work at work and yeah. it's just haunting. <laughs> It's haunting me. I had my boss that uh, um, he told me when I took this new position, he said, don't make a habit of answering phone calls or answering emails after, you know, we work till 2.30, after 2.30. There's going to be times where you have to, um, but don't make a habit because then they're always going to expect that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I really, I'm glad he said that because being a new supervisor, you know, you want to be on. I feel like you want to be on top of everything. Like, oh, here's another email. Here's a text or a phone call. But now I just, I'll get it in the morning if it's not super important. Yeah, that's good. That's so good that he let you know to do mm-hmm. that. Because, yeah, people you do the, you give them an inch, they take a mile yeah. kind of thing with, with uh, your time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of time, I don't want to keep yours. Uh, I'm sure you got a lot of writing and stuff to do. So, uh, oh no, you froze. Uh, we just are ending this podcast. 
and you're freezing up on me. <laughs> well, Sam, if you could hear me, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for, uh, I had a, I also had a great time. I can tell you again, I had a great time at that album recording. Um, I tell, uh, I tell my friends your joke about the, in, uh, where the punchline is the inside job. That's an awesome joke. And I tell a lot of people about that. So, uh, it stinks. You can't say goodbye to me. Let's see if I can reconnect you here. All right. Let's see. She hopped out. All right. <laughs> okay. There you are. <laughs> Yay! Good timing. Good timing. Yeah. I, I don't. Did you hear anything? Could you hear me at all or no? Yeah, I could oh, hear okay. you, and then okay. and then it slowly like things stopped working. Uh. <laughs> okay. Well, again, I like I said, I didn't want to take up your time anymore. Um, <laughs> but I, I do appreciate you coming on. You're. I I wish. Um, I wish you know I could see you more because you're you're awesome comic, and I wish I could be around to see like your new stuff. That's one of my favorite things is seeing new jokes. And then, you know, six months later, what do those jokes sound like now? Um, so, so it's, 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 uh, that's the one thing about comedy that I really, one of the main things I miss is seeing everyone work on new jokes. So unfortunately, you know, you are up in Michigan, but, um, I, I wish you luck on your writing and, and hopefully, uh, at the end of 2023, I'll be at your next, uh, album recording. Yay, I hope so too. I hope so too. <laughs> Thank you. And and have yeah. fun with your super busy schedule that you are about to <laughs> like you already have one, but it's about to get even more hectic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's just part of being a parent, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It means the world to me if we can get this podcast off the ground and running. You don't have to share the whole all the episodes just share one you like uh one podcast uh, if you share one could turn into a subscriber down the road so any little bit helps uh my my gmail is the nerdball podcast at gmail.com i'm on all the social medias facebook instagram twitter find me at twitter at the nerdball pod instagram is the nerdball podcast and facebook is a page at the nerdball podcast Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.